Welcome, I am Rayanne Hall and this is The Optimistic Choice. Today's guest is Kari Hevdi and the topic is overcoming the effects of a narcissistic relationship. Welcome, Kari. Hi. I'm so grateful to have you here. I mean, this is this is a big topic and I think, you know, there's a need for this. So I appreciate you kind of being vulnerable and sharing your experience with it. Sure, my pleasure. <laughs> and um, before we get into the topic, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am uh, a business owner, so I own a real estate brokerage, and um, I've been in business for 17 years, and my background is actually in marriage and family therapy, um, so I've got a, a, a realm of, of uh, experience um, under my belt within a lot of different areas. Um, I am from this area and have a really great family, and we have a lot of fun doing all of our different adventures and with teenagers and all that kind of good stuff. And um, hobby-wise, I love to teach and take dance class. And um, I have just recently started a nonprofit called the Backstage Foundation um, that will be up and coming here uh, soon that will raise funds uh, for kids to be able to uh, explore their career in dance and help them with the resources needed to uh, ex excel in that area. Um, so lots of fun projects on the horizon. Sounds like it. And oh my gosh, that is a great cause. I just, I love that you're starting that nonprofit. Thanks. Yeah. On that. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's a, it's a little bit of an adventure, but um, it's been fun so far. So hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll keep on that path. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and you're the right person for it. This is awesome. And um, well, tell us a little bit about your experience with um, a narcissistic relationship. Well, um, it, it was short, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, but, but very intense, I guess would be the, uh, the best word I could describe that as, um, it's just kind of like living in a maze every day and wondering which way you're going and, um, wondering if the things that are being told to you are true, or if you're crazy. Um, that's what I hear the most from other people too, that have been through the same thing as you just feel like things are not right. Um, and yet you have all this charming things going on and thinking your life should be perfect, but underneath wondering what is, what is off? What is, what is not right? Um, so it's like a chess game every day, not knowing quite which way you're going to move or which way you're going to have to be in order to have the other half, uh, uh, calm, I guess for the day. Um, so, uh, if you have any specific questions, I'd be happy to answer that, but it's, um, it's definitely like, it's like living in a, in a maze every day and not knowing which way is the end or the out. I imagine that would be hard when someone's narcissistic in the relationship and putting everything on you from what I understand. This is what I've heard. Um, shifting a lot of blame. It doesn't come from a place of mutual respect. And if he does, or he or she um, does try to resolve something, it's usually shifting it to you, or they'll say the right thing 
to get it back going or something mm-hmm. like that. Is that right? Is that correct? This yeah. I mean, if, other people. Yeah. If you, if you come to the table with something um, that you're upset about or something that just feels off and you're trying to communicate about that somehow at the end of the day, um, it's always your fault. Um, it's always something that I did or something that I said or something it was, it was, there was never, um, never accountability or responsibility taken for actions. It just was, you're crazy. You need meds. You have an anger problem. Um, you didn't hear me right. You're too sensitive. You're too, all of these kinds of things. Um, which then it just, it kind of starts peeling away at that onion. Um, where a little at a time, they're just kind of stripping, um, your ability to feel confident in yourself, um, to know that what you're saying and feeling is okay and right. Um, you never feel like your feelings are valid. Um, so it's, it's just an interesting way that everything is definitely turned around. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, (laughs) it's, <laughs> it doesn't feel very good by the end of any of those conversations. Uh, it feels like you could never get to a place of progress and, no. and it's a place where you are, it's gotta be internally just horrific to be experiencing it. Yeah. And you, it's funny because you don't really know that it's happening. Um, it's such a slow progress until you get to a point where you either have a conversation with somebody else. Um, like somebody introduced me to the term gaslighting. And when I was talking about, this is what's happening and I'm confused. I'm not quite sure how to proceed. This doesn't feel right, but I, but am I doing something wrong? You're constantly questioning yourself and everything that you're doing and saying, wondering how can I make it better? How can I fix this? How can I fix that? Um, because it slowly and progressively, they just have you believe that you're the issue in everything. And so, um, as you, as you start talking to other people about it and saying, this is what's happening and I'm not quite sure how to deal with it. Somebody said that's gaslighting. And you would think with my background in marriage and family therapy, that I would know all about this. And, um, you know, he touched on it in school, but not enough to actually, apply that to my own relationship in any sort of way. And so after I heard that word, I went and researched it. And, and finally there was a, an explanation for everything that was happening in my world. And I could start to put the puzzle pieces together as to how to play the game um, and how to have a different style of communication that would stop what was happening. And, um, finally you just get to the point where there's no fixing it. Um, it's a way that, that they feed in their lives off of energy and it'll, they'll just move from one person to the next. And all things started to come clear at that point in time. So it was a, it was a good lesson for me just to hear a nugget that I could go research and figure out. And then from there, I was able to make some forward moving decisions, knowing that I wasn't in the right spot. Oh my gosh. I mean, you just said a lot. The first thing that stands out to me is how did you 
how, what would you tell people and what advice would you give on the communication piece? Because you just said you learned how to stop it through your communication, the way you said things. How, could you expound on that? Because that's sure. so important. I've been gaslighted before and I didn't know what was happening until afterwards. Because mm -hmm. I was like, is she projecting? What is she doing? I mean, none of it made sense. I could tell her the sky was blue and she'd say, I said it was red. She wouldn't listen for logic. So <laughs> I've been in a situation like this. It was like, what is happening here? It, it's, it's really odd. So I kind of, uh, in a smaller level, experienced it on friendship. But I would love the advice on if I ever had that situation again, how to stop the communication and the gaslighting. Sure. So I think the the um, the most crucial piece of it is not feeding into the energy of it. Um, basically, answering with nothing, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Um, so you know, when you're in an argument with somebody or you're having a heated discussion, the more emotion and the more um, escalated it gets, until somebody pulls back that emotion, it continues to escalate right? So in a narcissistic conversation, um, there isn't always escalation that way. It's manipulation. And it's a little bit different because you never get to that point where you can, where you come to that tipping point. It just continues and goes deeper and deeper. And the further you get into it, the more confusing it gets. And so the more they try to twist your words and twist everything, and by the end of it, you're confused of what you're even arguing about in the first place or having a conversation about. Um, so a lot of times there, there isn't a huge emotion or a huge explosion or an escalation um, until you feel sort of crazy enough to say you're so angry <laughs> and then they can use that against you. So I think the biggest thing is um, pulling back and, and not feeding into that. So um, being silent to a narcissist drives them absolutely crazy. And so not giving them the, the nuggets and the pieces to feed off of, um, walking away, not saying anything, not trying to um, explain or defend your position. Um, basically, there's no correcting the communication in that relationship. You just have to exit. I mean, there, there just isn't, there isn't a way to fix it. Now, there is a way that you can figure out how to be one step ahead of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to manipulate you with. And you can call that out and just say, you know what? I know you're trying to manipulate me right now and I'm going to exit this conversation. And so the more you don't feed into what they're trying to get out of you, because that's where their energy comes from is your reaction. So if you can step back and not react, um, stay silent, don't respond to text messages, emails, all of this, it's, it's the, if you give them anything, whether it's a yes, a no, a maybe, they will take that and use it. And so silence is really the key of what I found in being able to exit gracefully from something that was um, torture all the way through, if you might use a specific word oh yeah that makes sense you know like somebody said like um if you give it energy it grows mm -hmm. <laughs> i think that that kind of is what you're saying here like um if you if you keep 
in the game, they keep playing. But right. if you exit, they can't play anymore. And it's, right. it's frustrating to them, but it's healthy for you to say, oh no, this is not a, this is not a mutual risk. Like my, my big thing is I'm not going to be in any, I'm too old to be in relationships with people where there's not mutual respect. I just, I'm not going to do it. Absolutely. (laughs) My heart and soul, it's got to be mutual. And if I ever feel like you are disrespecting me, I have a very hard time with that because if I'm giving you respect, I expect, I want it back. And with a narcissist, you don't get that. No, right? never, never. They will play it that they do, but then all of a sudden it'll turn against you. So it's kind of this hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, and you never know where you stand. You never know um, what's going to come out next. And so that's why I say it's like playing a game of chess every day. You just don't know what the move is that you're going to have to respond to. Um, and it, Another way that I could describe it is um, like, you know, when you go to the amusement park and there's that house of mirrors and the mirrors are all different shapes, sizes, and they distort everything. Everyone you look in is a little bit different. Um, And it's supposed to be fun (laughs) in the house of mirrors and you can't always find your way out. That's the, that's the one way that I could describe the process of trying to figure out when you're in there what thing looks which way and where is the exit? Oh man, it's so powerful what you're saying. And I really hope a lot of people hear this interview because you walked through the fire of a relationship. It was an intimate relationship, right? Yes, I was married. Married. And um, what what kind of helped you propel forward and exit that? I love how you said you disengaged you stayed silent and you started thinking, you know, just for you and what was healthy for you, but how did you move forward? What propelled you forward? Um, I think his actions um, finally escalated enough to the point where I realized very, very clearly that I was not in the right situation and wasn't safe emotionally or physically. Um, And so I, I just had a glimpse of a moment where I said, I have a choice to either make a decision that will change my life forever or stay in a situation that will also change my life forever, but not in a way that is going to, to help me do what I'm here on this earth to do. So really I had to look at my own not just self-worth, but my, my value of where I saw myself in this world and how am I going to be able to accomplish or be those things when I have somebody in my life who doesn't want me to be those things. And so he showed me in multiple ways. Um, and, and I'm a believer. So I, I prayed and said, I need, I need clarity (laughs) and a lot of it immediately. And it came in, in different ways that I wasn't expecting, but it made the choice really easy for me to say, I have to get out and I have to exit this entire situation. Um, And how am I going to do that? I didn't know, but all I knew is it was one step at a time and just moving forward. That's all I could think about was moving forward to a better space and a better place for my self-worth and my value and my confidence and 
just knowing that God was on my side the whole way through that I would have the strength to be able to do it. Oh, I'm sure that blessing was there from being a believer and, and feeling that extra strength from God. You know, I mean, I can only imagine that that would be a, be a, um, what do you call it? You know, just a reinforcement and a, something where you feel so depleted from a relationship with a narcissist, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, everybody has their different belief systems and their different philosophies and structures. And, and that's great wherever you can find your inner strength from, whether it be from, from God, from another sort of God, another type of belief from your support system, from wherever it is. Um, even if you just have that one person that you reach out to, um, I've found, as I tell my story that a lot of people have come to me and just said, I think I'm going through the same thing. And I didn't know that's what it was until I heard you talk. And so I think if, if you just have that one person that can validate, um, that you're not crazy and (laughs) it gives you the power to be able to say, I need to make a change. And although as scary and unpredictable as that change can be, it's very rewarding to get through it on the other end, even though it feels like you're walking through a complete mess (laughs) throughout the process. Oh, you're right. And there's so many different belief systems out there. And I'm sure you just need to turn to your source of strength through this to kind of feel that depletion, I, I would assume. But what helped you with your trauma from it? Um, I would, I would say, um, you know, there's things that still trigger me. Right. And, and that is going to happen, but I think I can recognize it and feel it and be able to process through that. Um, I think being in healthy relationships, um, outside of that was very helpful to know that I did have the ability, even through all of that, to have positive relationships with other people. So just knowing it, it wasn't it wasn't all me. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. the, that's the thing is really turning your own, um, self beliefs around, um, because you can really be hard on yourself, very, very hard on yourself. And, um, that, that can be a major challenge. Um, so I'm thinking that in, in the position of just being able to move forward and keep your eye on the future and your eye on what life will be like afterwards. Um, and, and staying really grounded to your value and remembering why you're here on earth and what you're meant to do, I think is something that will help you just take that one step in front of each other the whole time. That is such great advice. It's, it's wonderful. And I, I can't believe you had to go through that, but are, do you, do you feel like when you did those steps, you started to feel a little more optimistic for your future? And was there anything else that kind of nurtured optimism to come back in? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, there were days where it was just dark and felt like nothing, um, like I couldn't predict anything. It was just like, what is going to be thrown at me next? (laughs) And just had to, you know, stay a step ahead and all of that. So with using optimism and just that forward thinking and the positivity, it just helped me cope through it. It was 
the way that I got out of bed in the morning, instead of wanting to stay in bed and throw the covers over my head and be like, I just want all of this to be over, <laughs> um, right. just getting up and facing it and, and being able to, um, be positive, which allowed me to be one step ahead of him all the time. And that drove him absolutely crazy. But I was, I had to just be one step ahead. And part of that was just by being forward thinking and not looking back at the past saying, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why did I make that decision? Why did I marry him? Why did I fall for that? Why did I fall for the charm? Why did I take those gifts? Why all of that, instead of looking back at all of that, it's more of just like thinking about what my life would be like after I was out of that and just experiencing the learning and the growth from that. Um, and it does like, I think there's a lot of people who have been in these relationships that say it affects you for a lifetime in, in a sense. Oh, and, um, I think, I think part of that is awareness. Um, it affects you because you're aware of it and you're aware when other people in your life are, um, also treating you the same way, whether it be friendships, boss relationships, clients, um, family, there's a lot of places in there. And so I think the triggers come from the recognition of what's happening. And so, um, setting boundaries is a very, very big piece to the whole operation of healing. And there's a lot of people in your life that you have to learn to set boundaries with. Um, so from the learning part of it and the growth part of it, it was very helpful for me in my life all the way around. Um, shockingly enough. Oh, and you know, that kind of leads into what my next question was, is there any gratitude for the experience? Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of gratitude for multiple reasons. Um, one is just knowing how strong I can be in a time where you think you have none left. Somehow you just pull it out of nowhere <laughs> and you don't there. There's a saying in, in my, where I rent my office space from, there's a, a bathroom that has a sign in there that says, women never know how strong they are until they're in hot water. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, you do, you, you realize how strong you are and, and just keep pulling uh, that strength out from wherever it can come from. And so I'm, I have a ton of gratitude for knowing that if I can get through that, I can get through anything. I can figure anything out. Um, and just, learning how to have some self-care in a time where your physical body is feeling all of the stress and seeing the effects of that, like your hair gets thinner, you're, you don't eat as much. So of course you lose weight. Um, it's it, the, the stress from it, your skin color, everything, and just being able to recognize and see those things and learning how to treat your body better afterwards um, is definitely, there's just a lot of gratitude for strength, for self-care, um, gratitude for being in relationships with, um, people who it's, it, it's a give and take. And when you're, when you're in a narcissistic relationship, there is no relationship. You're just 
figuring out a path of how to get through the day. Whereas when you're in a new relationship and you realize, oh, when my feelings get hurt and I can have that conversation with this person and they say, oh, I'm really sorry. I hurt your feelings. All of a sudden you feel like you're speaking to a human being rather than a robot. And Mm -hmm realizing that you have skills to solve problems, that you have compromise, that you have all these strengths and love inside of you that the other person just wasn't willing to accept or wanted to take away from you. Narcissistic relationships, they typically thrive on people who have a lot of energy and have a lot of things and they want to take all of that from you and strip you down. And so when you're in relationships afterwards and realize that when you're in a healthy relationship and they want to build you up, it just is like, it's such gratitude to realize I made the right decision to leave. Although torturous all the way through, um, it was the best decision to ever have made because you start to thrive in other areas of life. Oh, you just said it so beautifully. And everyone that's ever experienced being in a relationship with a narcissist is just like, checking it off like yep 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 (laughs) and it's so neat that you were able to get through and you know I know you were on the um Everett domestic you're on the board of directors for the domestic violence yes Uh, what what, what, I'm not saying the name right go ahead and say it and domestic violence is (laughs) domestic violence services of Snohomish County there we go. Yeah I imagine (laughs) I imagine some of this drove you towards giving back there would is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been involved with them for a long time just because I have a passion of, um, in that whole department. But once I was in this relationship and realizing, um, how much support I had around me to exit that situation, there's a lot of people that do not, um, it's very scary. It's very unpredictable. Um, I was very blessed because I did not have children with this person and, that would have been a complete nightmare. Um, And so there's a lot of people going through this that do have children and there's a lot of pieces and parts to all of that and how the relationship um, continues afterwards and the connection that you still have to have. I got to cut off my relationship completely and block everything and not ever have to have communication with him again. So for me, um, I'm in a very... uh, a very great place for that. Those people that have to continue the relationship in some way or another, um, it's a constant mind game and a constant, um, I think it's healing every day. It's like starting over healing, starting over healing consistently for those people that have to remain in contact. And so um, from that, I just, it's, it's just pulling out that strength and knowing that not being in that relationship is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Oh man, it's just beautiful what you've shared. And I know for work, you, you did mention that you were a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do real estate, right? For both residential and commercial, or is it just residential? Yes. Yep. Residential and commercial. And how's the best way people could find you? Um, oh, probably online or just calling me. (laughs) I'm, I'm a little bit old school. I mean, I'm on social media and do all, you know, I have a website and all that kind of good stuff, but, um, but really I just love connecting with people face to face and, and having those conversations. So I love it when people call me or want to have coffee. And so, 
um, they can find all my information online on my K Properties website. Kproperties.com, right? Uh, Kpropertiesnw.com for K Properties Northwest. Yeah. Kpropertiesnw.com. I to make yes. sure I had that clear. Oh, thank you. I know you have a thriving real estate company and I didn't want to exit the interview without mentioning it and giving people an opportunity to connect with you there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And um, I just love the work that you're doing in the community and then you're starting up your nonprofit. I love your giving heart and I appreciate so much the wisdom and just you going there and sharing the experience that you had. You were helping so many people by sharing this. I just... Anyway, thank you again for that. <laughs> You're welcome. And that's my goal is to be able to make an impact everywhere that I go. And if I can help one person feel the confidence to make a change in their life because they're experiencing this, it, I mean, that's, it's, it's the whole reason for sharing it. And yeah. so happy to. It's so great. Well, I always like to end my interviews by asking um, just the first thing. It, it's my final thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'll ask a question and you, or I'll say a statement or a word and you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Sure. So, um, happiness is? Being able to impact others in a positive way. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And resilience means? Uh, loving yourself. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, and I think you, it propels you to do the right thing for yourself, right? <laughs> so good. Helps you bounce back. Okay, awesome. I've never had someone say that. And I just love that you just said that. Um, what's the first thing you notice about people? I notice their, um, their heart and their genuineness. And you can tell that right off the bat. And they're that helps you decide whether you're connecting with them or not. So I, I noticed their heart pretty quickly. Oh, that's so great. And what are three habits that improve life? Oh goodness. Besides cutting out French fries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say trying to find the positive in anything that you can um, working out and being active, taking care of yourself, doing that, anything that is active for your body, um, because it helps you mentally, spiritually, physically, all of that. Um, and then I think the third habit, not in any particular order is just loving others. I think if you can love others and serve them and go out in the world with the, with the thought process of making somebody's life different that day in a good way, then you're creating an atmosphere for yourself and for others that is enjoyable and positive. I love that. It's so good. And if you could have lunch with anyone, whether they're alive or not, besides your family, who would that be? Um, Janet Jackson, because she's my favorite uh, artist ever. <laughs> so cool. It'd be fun to talk to her. Um, yeah. And when you die, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy that, that shows um, that life wasn't about me, that life was really about other people and how we can build them up and um, especially kids bringing different joy to their lives. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. And at the end of the day, life is? Amazing. <laughs> it's an it adventure. Really... It's, it's a daily, it's a, it's a daily walk and uh, you have to find all the, all the pieces in it and how it all comes together. It's <sighs> life is an amazing thing. And I think we have, we, we choose whether it is or not. So true. So true. And thank you so much. This interview has been amazing. You're amazing. I'm thank so you. grateful to call you my friend. Oh, <laughs> same. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, everyone out there, keep making the optimistic choice.